from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, Terry Mayers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the CSI Today Talks podcast on CSIToday.com or from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is Terry Mayers, co-host of CSI Today Talks, here to bring you the latest episode, Season 2, Episode 19. Today, we're talking to CSI alumna Fatu Amara. Before we get to Fatu, we want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. Co-host David Pizzuto and I will look to bring you new episodes often. Like this episode coming up, all of our episodes are available via our archive on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, from our website at www.csitoday.com, or from wherever you found us today. So let's get right into it. Thanks for joining us today, Fatu. Thank you for having me. First of all, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now. So I'm a project manager for NYC EDC, which is a quasi-city agency. Okay. And what do you like about this job so far? So far, I like my team. They're really great. Um, I also like the work we do and New York is like my second home, so like working on initiatives that would impact New York is close to my heart. So yeah, that's the few things I like about it. All right, sounds great. Let's turn back the clock a little bit, and why don't you tell me a bit about your early life before you came to CSI? So before CSI, I grew up in Sierra Leone, West Africa. So I spent most of my early years there until the end of high school. That's when I moved to Staten Island and um, went to Curtis and continued staying in Staten Island. So I went to CSI. Why did you choose the College of Staten Island? So definitely I liked that I could stay close to home Mm -hmm. um, and stay with my family. I think having that balance is really good. And also, since I was adjusting to America, um, being new in the country, I didn't want to go to a place really far. I was having a lot of firsts, so I think I wanted that consistency and staying within Staten Island was really good. What was your area of study? So I started CSI a STEM major, I think biochem, and then I switched to chemistry. As a chem major, that's what I studied because I was interested in the health sciences. But as I went through like freshman, sophomore, junior, as I went through my time at CSI, I realized I was interested in government. So I added a political science uh, minor and I'm also interested in like mental health. So I added another minor in psychology, I think, which was why I switched from biochem to chemistry so I can like have more space for a few minors. So I really like that. I enjoyed um, the chem classes. But I also like the balance with like the humanities classes. And I think that was good to give me a holistic um, academic experience. 
I really enjoyed my time at CSI, so I have a lot of positive things to say. Now, before we get to those, which I am going to ask you about, it's a varied collection of areas of study. Could you go into each one of those and tell me a little bit more about what made you decide to pursue those? Definitely. I think chem, because I was interested in like health sciences and with little background from like high school, I think what I knew was, oh, if you're interested in health sciences, like doing a science major would give you like the background for those. But I also loved psychology when I took psychology classes. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I like psychology and I liked the chem classes as well. So I think I kept those. But also at CSI, I was able to do research. I think that was a really good part of the classes, doing research and like applying what we learned in class in the lab. I really loved that. And I think that's how I chose psychology. Political science, I chose after an internship at the mayor's office. And I realized this is interesting. I'm already taking an internship. Is there a way I can get credit for that expense? So I tried to like then do a class in like, I think city government, which was really good. So I think I have broad interests and anytime I think there's a way for me to like connect them or learn more, I usually seek advisement and see, oh, is there a way I can take this class or is there a way I can continue to take more classes? And I take it that psych course was a gen ed that you took? Yes. Once you start CSI, you have general classes that you have to take and some are not part of your major. I think I took a winter class, Psych 100, and I thought it was really interesting. And it was connected to like health as well and mental health. So I was part of the psychology club. I did a lot of mental health and community health focused work. So I thought adding that minor would be really good. Um, and I also enjoyed it. Yeah, I found that when I was in college, uh, a lot of people grumbled about gen eds, but I really found that it opened up my <laughs> horizons. You know, you just mm-hmm. look and say, okay, this looks interesting. I'm going to take yep. it. And before you know it, you've opened mm-hmm. up another avenue to go down for a career path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. And some are really interesting as well. I can't remember all. I think I took a language class. I took a lot of gen education classes that I thought was really good. So you were a Verrazano school student while you were at the College Mm -hmm. of Staten Island. What was that like for you? I think Verrazano was one of my highlights of attending CSI, especially like the one-on-one advisement you get. I stay in touch with them. I stay in touch with a lot of the CSI community as well. Um, They've been really helpful as well Mm -hmm. because I think not only like going through CSI, but I was going through like college, but also adjusting to America, I think, which adds a different layer of complexity to it. And just like being in a specialized program and having access to like advisement and further guidance, navigating my academics was really helpful. Outside that, I also like the community. I have some friends from Verrazano. I like taking the honors classes as well. And I realized there was certain requirements to Verrazano at the time going through it. I was like, oh, this is so much work. You have to do a capstone. You have to write a blog. But then once you've completed those projects, they end up being very fulfilling as well. Mm -hmm. So I like that it pushed me to do a few things outside the traditional go to school 
and come back home. So I really love the experience. And they helped me be on top of a lot of things. They shared like resources and opportunities, the advisements. Um, we did what's called VELAS, um, where I need to go on like outreach. And I think we went to a museum once. So I think having those aspects to my college experience was really nice. And I really enjoyed it. What were some examples of some of the things that uh, you were able to do as a result of Verrazano? I definitely know that one of the things I did as part of a Verrazano was do an independent study, but as an honors class, I think we'll definitely talk on this later on, but I was able to intern abroad. And then what I did this semester before was take a class and learn about that country, learn about my interest and like connect it with the internship and do a whole independent study on that. So I really like that you could like create your experience, which was really good in terms of like classes. Definitely you have to take some honors classes, but there was opportunity for you to like connect specific interests or opportunities you have to what you want to get out of the experience. So I like that. I also like the museum visit we did to Guggenheim. Even though I live in New York, sometimes I don't take advantage of all like the cultural centers or like the cultural spaces we have. So going on the trip with Verrazano, other Verrazano students, as well as the advisors, Cheryl was really, really fun. And I also remember on that trip, just the opportunity to like hang out with like-minded people is really good as well. I think on that trip, that's when I met another student and I told them, oh, I'm thinking of running for student government. And they're like, oh, you should do it. And we created a whole team of people to like run together. So I think it's good because then you meet people and do things. And I consider myself a very shy person. So like the opportunity for me to be outside my comfort zone is really good because that way it pushes me to make connections that I don't naturally do. So. Okay, so Fatu, as a CSI student, you racked up an impressive list of accomplishments. So let's talk about some of those right now. Uh, you were a recipient of the Jeanette K. Watson Fellowship, and why don't you tell us what you did during that time? So I think the Watson Fellowship is one of my highlights from going through undergrad. It's an opportunity that really opened my eyes to say in terms of what I could see myself accomplishing or giving me the resources to like go for things that I'm interested in, which is really good. Mm-hmm. So as a Watson Fellow, it's three summer, you're guaranteed three summer internships and they're all fully funded. Um, Watson has partner organizations with which you're guaranteed an internship, but you can also like self-initiate an internship. Um, since I'm interested in health, I think the first summer with Watson, I interned at the Mayor's Office of Immigrant Affairs And I chose that internship because I was like, okay, it's city government, you're doing work that's impacting people of New York, but also being an immigrant, I was like, this is close to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to do work that impacts uh, my community. So I taught English to English language learners, but also did a lot of administration work. I really enjoyed that experience. I also met other interns from the mayor's office, which was really cool. The second summer, I got to travel to Rwanda and work with an international nonprofit called AFSI Foundation. So with that, I did a lot of international development work, a lot of community work, community health, as well as 
research for like grants they're applying to. I think being in Rwanda for close to three months was really the highlight of my college experience because I could just learn being in a new environment where I don't speak the language. So I took the opportunity to like take a Kenya Rwanda class in the evening after work, which was really good. I liked that. I met a lot of people who I still stay in touch with. Just being in a different country as well was really eye-opening. Even though I'm from Africa, but like being in a different part of Africa, I interned in East Africa and I'm from West Africa. Seeing the continents, but from a different lens was really good. And the last summer with Watson, it was during COVID. I wasn't able to go abroad, but I interned remotely with Oxford University and we worked on a research about healthcare in humanitarian crisis and we got a paper published. So being in academic setting per se or doing academic research was a really like educational experience, but also like seeing the publishing process. We publish a peer review journal. So that was my first time into like that experience seeing how do you get a paper published? How do you go through the different review process? And how do you make edits based on the reviewer's recommendation? So I really enjoyed all that experience. With Watson as well, you get to go through the whole three summers of internship with the court. So some of the people I met through the fellowship are still like close friends, even after graduation and after completing the fellowship, we still keep in touch. But also we've connected each other. If I see a fellow doing an opportunity or they've done something I like, you've already established that bond that it's easier to reach out and connect with them. So Watson, I just have all good things to say and I encourage CSI students to apply because it's a really wonderful opportunity. Not only are you guaranteed internship, but like you get stipends through that. So you don't have to worry about not working during the summer because you get stipend, you get paid. So it's a really amazing opportunity, especially for students who are interested in traveling abroad or who have unique interests that they want to explore. So I always recommend CSI students to apply. And I'm also always open if a student is applying and wants to like hear about my experience or wants any advice on the application process. Okay, yeah, these certainly sound like some once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. <laughs> you talked about a couple of the difficulties you've encountered. Now, you're a Watson Fellow. This is going to be a challenge. What are some of the challenges, the good challenges, you know, the challenges from which you were able to grow that you experienced during this time? In terms of good challenge, like getting myself outside my comfort zone in a different country, living by myself for the first time and like navigating things, I think that was definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. Just being somewhere new and trying to navigate it, but also with Watson self-initiation process, it teaches you to put yourself out there. It's like, you have this idea, how are you gonna get the idea? how are you going to get an internship based on that? So I learned a lot of professional development in terms of applying for like internships. We had to apply for those during the semester. So I had to like reach out to organizations and be like, oh, I'm a Latin fellow. I'm interested in this, this and this. Would you want to have me for an internship? So definitely a lot of professional growth in terms of that applying and putting myself out there for opportunities that I'm interested in. I definitely say with Watson, it was, it was more of like me challenging myself and like aiming for stuff and going for it. Um, so that was good. 
I know definitely the second summer I was very persistent that I wanted to be in Africa. And I think Africa is very important to me, the continent as a whole, but like understanding like the different countries and understanding what is happening there and like what are the different organizations working there. So applying for an internship and reaching out to different organizations and be like, oh, I'm a student. I would love to be in Rwanda for like three months and intern. So I think that was a lot of professional growth, but also changing my mindset in terms of what I want for myself or goals that I want. Um, So Watson has been really transformative in pushing me to like push the boundaries on what I can accomplish, what I can do. Okay, great. Now let's shift gears a little bit. And you were the former president of CSI student government. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned a little bit about how you got involved in student government here at CSI, Mm but if you want to give a little bit more detail on that, again, things that drove you into joining, and then uh, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you accomplished while you were president? Yes, definitely. I think also to connect Watson to like student government, it's more of like when I started CSI, honestly, I thought I was just going to school, like have that commuter experience, go to school, mm-hmm. get my classes in, come back home. I never really sought out to like, oh, join student government. But I think being in Watson and like being with kids who are high achieving, but also push themselves in what they can accomplish. And that could be in student government and what you do um, in terms of like student leadership or changing things within your organization. Just like being in spaces with other students that inspire me, honestly, pushed me to do things. And for example, student government, being in Verrazano, being in Watson, like having bonds with other students that think about what can we do with what we have was really like helpful in pushing me to run for student government but also student government experience is it's sort of like a mini election okay <laughs> on a student level and i think for me that was the hardest part to campaign and tell student please vote for me <laughs> um this is x y and z of this is like what i want to do so i think that was the hardest part like putting myself out there and telling people to vote for me but the most fun part is working with other students having that experience as well as addressing issues that are facing students i think that was really fun for example i was student government president during covid19 so like having being as a support for students during that transition from in-person classes to remote classes, but also I would just get emails from students being like, oh, this is my problem. Is there some place you can direct me or how you can help me? So I think it goes both ways. It's like stressful that other people count on you, but also it's an opportunity for you to step up and support people wherever they need help. So yeah, student government was a really great time. I like that. I met some of my closest friends who I still stay in touch with at CSI, but also being involved in my student organization. And you mentioned that for a time during COVID, you were student government president. What were some (laughs) of the problems that you encountered there, the challenges of that unique situation where everybody's remote, Mm -hmm. students and faculty and staff are learning how to navigate working remotely, studying remotely. Uh, So what were some of the challenges you found during that time but that i think mostly came with because everything was remote there was a need for resources that we did not traditionally think about 
right? So I think like just being that liaison between students and the administration in terms of like, okay, these are students' needs. How are we helping students get those? In terms of student government, I think um, during COVID was creating an emergency fund that students can apply for um, if they were facing financial need. But I think transitioning to online was a hard thing. I remember trying to figure out how do we make that happen, right? Usually student government, everyone is in meetings, we vote on things and it passed. But when things switch to online, it's like being swift and adapting to online system, creating opportunities through like a system that wasn't set up before. So it took a lot of flexibility from everyone involved, as well as the student government staff. They were really helpful in making sure once we knew what student needs were, how can they help us to address those needs. And I remembered like switching our meetings to online so we can like vote on certain resources and certain funds to be used. That was um, really important during that time. All right. Now you were also president of the psychology club. What was that like? So the psychology club, I did that really early in my college years. And with that, I remembered we did a lot of professional development opportunities in terms of doing a meeting where the career center came in and did a presentation on like internship opportunities for students. But also um, when I was part of the psych club, I remember that was the time we organized the fundraiser for like mental health month. So with that, I gained a lot of organization skills, but also like raising money that would benefit organizations that we donated to. So I think that's like a lot of things I learned from CSI is that some of the skills I built went on with me even after I like finished those opportunities, which is really good because I think college, it's not only going to class, but you also gain a lot of soft skills through student engagement. So I encourage a lot of like CSI students to do that. And I have younger siblings who go to CSI and I push them all the time. If you have time, make some time for like clubs because you do tasks that you would end up doing at your jobs, which is really good. Okay. Now, looking back on all of this, you had a very rich experience at CSI. And I'd like to ask you, if you encountered a recent high school graduate who's looking to go to college, What would you tell them about CSI to convince them to come to CSI? I, if they live in New York, I think one of the main things where why people go to CSI is for the cost that's very affordable. And I think, which is very important, it's a very affordable option, but also I would recommend them to like do research into like careers and things that they want to do and not just go in and take any classes. I think it's important that having that career, like post-graduation mindset, I think it's really good. But also I would advise them because CSI, I wouldn't say it's a small school, but sometimes it feels like a small school. You have access to a lot of resources that certain people did not take advantage of. So I'll tell them to apply for things. I think I did that a lot, just apply. So I would say definitely apply for opportunities. If there are specialized programs, try to like get into those programs because I think that individualized attention and guidance you would receive is very beneficial throughout the college experience. I'll also tell them to engage in like campus activities, which could be student government or clubs. I think those are really helpful, but also apply for scholarships as well. Even though CSI is affordable, there are 
a lot of great scholarship, get in touch with the scholarship office. They're really helpful. So I think CSI could be a small school for you to make use of a lot of resources that are available. And I think when I went through CSI, I heard a lot of students say they're not really involved on campus. It's more like a community school. So I would tell them to flip that and actually be involved on campus and take advantage of the resources. And it could be a really fun experience. Now, let's go beyond graduation from CSI. You spent mm -hmm. 10 months of service in the AmeriCorps. Describe mm -hmm. what that was like during your time there. So after graduation, it was during the pandemic. So I wanted to stay close to Staten Island. So but I also was throughout my years at CSI, I was very involved in the Staten Island community. So it felt like the best next um, step in terms of like continue being engaged in my community. So I worked at the Community Health Action of Staten Island. I spent a while there and with that, we run different programs. So we run like the food pantry, we ran COVID-19 testing. Okay. Um, we did different programs and I was very involved in programmatic needs, but also recruiting pre-health students to volunteer at the different chassis programs, especially the food pantry during COVID-19. That was the time there was really high need for food service resources and that also connected to Staten Island community because I went to high school in Staten Island. So I knew how to recruit students to like volunteer in Staten Island. And I ran into a lot of students during that time as well. What were the positives of this experience for you? So I think the positive was being there for my community and being able to work in a way that would impact people. I think I really liked that and seeing like the firsthand impact of what we do. That was a really great experience. In terms of positives, I liked the team. I liked the people. I also liked the work that the organization does. So having that opportunity to work with them at that time was really good. I liked that I was able to stay close to home and do work that impacted people I know, but also stay connected with CSI because I recruited a lot of volunteers from CSI that came and volunteered with us. All right. And what were some of the challenges? Oh, challenges was definitely working in person during COVID. Oh, um, yeah. You expect the unexpected, but also it was hard because you never want to be the one to come home and have COVID and right. put your family at risk. So that was a challenge. But if I ever, I would always make the same decision at the same time, even though it was a challenge to be working in person during the peak of the pandemic. It was a really good experience that I enjoyed and I learned a lot from it. One final question for you, Fatu. What does the future hold for you? I think in terms of the future, I definitely want to continue working at my organization, um, strengthen my skills. But I think in terms of the long future, I challenged myself that I want to work in a way that would impact countries in Africa. So I think the long-term challenge for me would be how do I connect my work with my background and where I come from. So I think that's my long-term goal, which would be finding a way that my work can impact communities in Africa, but also my home country, Sierra Leone. So I think that's long-term, but in the near future, I want to like continue doing work that impacts people in New York mm -hmm. and in the long-term connects my current home to 
my first poem. Okay. Well, Fatu, thank you so much for joining us today, and I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was really fun, and I'm happy to like share my experience at CSI to other CSI students or people that are interested in going to CSI. I've always kept connections, so that's one thing I'm glad that I'm able to do this and also like maybe connect with future students who want to like just connect and hear about my CSI experience. Well, I'm glad you did, Fatu. You're a great example for future and current students. Thanks again mm -hmm. for joining us and take care. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Coming up next week, David Pizzuto rejoins the show with another exclusive interview on CSI Today Talks. Check us out, as well as all the newsmakers at CSI, on www.csitoday.com, and be sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week, right here on CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.